Before Facebook Marketplace became an easy way to buy and sell things, I would always look for deals on Craigslist. I had bought several things without any problems until one day I had a creepy experience. Being in my early 20s and still living with my parents, I had a part-time job and bought things I wanted on Craigslist since I never really cared about buying brand new things and definitely did not want to pay full price, especially if I could find a good deal on fairly new things. I was planning a girl's trip with my friends and wanted a good camera to take so I could capture beautiful pictures. So I started my search on Craigslist for a used but good quality camera. I asked about several different ones but they were either out of my price range or already sold. I came across this one that said $300 or buyer's best offer. It was an older digital Canon model and appears to be in great shape from the photos. My parents owned a non-digital one that I could use and still take pictures with, but this one was obviously better. After emailing back and forth, he was willing to go down to $150. He asked me for all my information like name, address, email, bank information for wire transfer. That should have been my first red flag. I responded that I don't give out my personal information, but since this area is local and is not too far from me, I'd be willing to meet him and pay in cash. After he didn't respond for several days, I thought to myself, this was probably fraud. So I decided to continue my search as I was determined to find a camera. Still having no luck, I suddenly received an email back from the guy stating that he was willing to meet up and exchange the money for the camera. This wasn't my first rodeo and I knew to meet up in the daytime in a public parking lot. I was stoked and asked for his availability. We decided to meet up on a Sunday at 4pm in the parking lot of a shopping center. That Sunday came and I was so excited and could not wait to have that new used camera to play with. It was a gloomy cold day. It looked like it was going to rain. I remember wearing blue jeans and a long sweater. I went to the bank and pulled out $160 and then drove to the parking lot of our destination. I arrived 15 minutes early as I didn't want him waiting on me. I sat in my car with a heater on, listening to music. I waited in the parking lot for about 45 minutes for him to show, but nothing. I sent him a message asking if he was on his way. No reply. I came to realize that I was being played and he wasn't going to show. It was starting to get late and with it being already ugly outside, I didn't feel comfortable being alone meeting in the dark. As I'm about to back up, what looks to be a dark green van pulled up in front of me. The van was so old looking and the paint was chipping off. I sat there for a minute thinking that it could be the guy, but he just stayed in his van looking at me and not getting out of his car. By this time, all these questions started going through my head. Was it him? Should I get out of the car? I said to myself, yeah right, you're crazy. What if he grabbed you and threw you in the van? Admittedly, I have watched way too many Lifetime movies, and being only 100 pounds, there's no way I'm getting out of my car. I continued to put my car in reverse and drove off. As I got on the freeway, I noticed a vehicle close behind me. At first, I didn't think much of it other than why would you drive so close to someone in such bad weather. But as I exited the freeway, so did the vehicle. This could be a coincidence and maybe I'm just paranoid. I couldn't really tell what kind of car it was since it was dark and all I could see was the bright headlights. I did however notice that it didn't have a front license plate. Was this the same van in the parking lot? I kept looking back in my rearview mirror as I passed through the green lights hoping that the car would turn, but it was still behind me. I turned my right turning signal on to switch lanes and so did the car. In a panic, I knew I had to keep driving and not go straight to my house. I didn't want them to know where I live if they were really following me. I tried to speed up to get through the yellow light in hopes that they would get stuck at a red, but as I ran the red light, I just knew that they were following me and I really suspected that it was the van from the shopping center. I had to lose them. Luckily, my parents live in a community where there's a lot of turns different ways that will eventually lead me back to my house. I passed the turn to my street and kept going straight, planning to turn left ahead. I quickly turned, and so did they. I know it was a residential area, and I should have been driving slow, but I sped up to try to lose them took so many different turns left, right, straight, 
I eventually lost sight of them. About a few minutes later, as I was speeding up the hill, the van was heading down the hill. The man stared straight into my eyes as we passed each other. It looked like he had a grin on his face. At that moment, I knew it was the man from the parking lot. My hands were shaking on the steering wheel, and I had the thought that I needed to lose him before he turns around. I sped up the hill and made a sharp left turn, then another left, driving all the way down another hill. I kept staring in my mirrors to make sure he didn't catch up to me. Then I made a right turn, getting closer to my house. I could feel my heart beating faster. Pulling up to my house, I kept hitting the clicker to my garage door so it would open. As it was almost open, I drove up my driveway so quickly into my garage, closing it so fast behind me. I turned off my car waiting there for a few minutes, trying to catch my breath. I got out of my car shaking like crazy and stand there still, trying to see if I can hear the van coming up my street. Nothing. All I heard was crickets. I walked inside and sat down on my couch. Since that day, I have never used Craigslist again. So this happened a little over three years ago, and my life has been in shambles ever since. For context, I'm a 23-year-old female, and I had just turned 21 when this happened. I had recently gotten out of a two-year relationship. By just, I mean I had been 100% single for about nine months. Not even a single date in that entire time. Back then, my friends were kind of teasing me to get back in the dating scene. And after a few weeks of that, I thought, why not? Now, I wasn't looking for anything serious as I was busy with school and work, but didn't mind having a little fun and going out on a few dates here and there. My friends suggested I sign up for Tinder. So I got my profile set up, added my corny little hobbies and a picture of me, which looked nice, but not something that I would think would attract creeps. So a few days go by. I swiped, got matches, casually chatted with a few guys. It was fun and seemed to be going pretty well. That was until I met Sean. Sean seemed to be the perfect dude. He had a good job owned his own condo, and was also pretty good looking. I quickly took an interest in him, and he took an interest in me. Honestly, I never thought I would like someone that I never met in person, but I was starting to. So we continued to message or talk every day. By then, I had given him my phone number. He had also asked me out for a drink three or four times, but I was worried, nervous, and hadn't been on a first date in years so I kept blowing him off with excuse after excuse. He seemed patient with me, which made me feel like it was safe, as well as a good idea to get to know him on a different level. I finally broke out of my shell, and we agreed to meet up at a small local pub, a few blocks away from my apartment. Although I was out of my shell, I didn't want him to pick me up, so I said I would meet him over there. It was only about a 7-10 to 10 minute walk, so I decided that would be my best option. The night came. I was nervous, to the point that I was thinking about canceling it altogether and hiding under a rock. I wish I would have. Anyways, I get to the pub about 10 minutes before we agreed to meet. As I'm sitting there, I notice two kind of dirty looking dudes in their 20s staring at me. I kind of brush it off as we are in a bar. I wait there for 20 minutes and he hasn't showed up at this time and I get a little annoyed about him being late and those two guys. I messaged him, asking if he was almost there, and I kid you not, one of the dirty dudes' phone buzzes in that exact moment. I'm paranoid at this point, but I'm telling myself that it's just a coincidence. But then I see that the message is read, and he's typing a response, all while the dude is also typing. I'm still thinking it's a coincidence, but I definitely have my guard up. He messaged me, telling me that he's a little late, and he'll be there soon. Same thing happens when I reply. Dude's phone buzzes and he reads the message. At that point, I know I'm not being paranoid. I'm being catfished and by two creeps. I text him saying that I'm going to get something out of my car. He didn't know I walked there. I walk out the door, trying to act casual, as if I was really going to my car to get something. But I don't think they bought it. As I'm about 300 feet away from the bar, I turn around and I see them both exiting, walking in my direction. This is when I know that they're definitely after me, 
and that I better make it to my house before they get me. So I take a shortcut through an alley. I know, going through an alley while someone's following you is not a good idea, but there's a lot of cars in there and other small alleys for me to duck into if I see them running towards me. So I'm halfway home and I'm walking pretty fast and then I see them emerge in the alley. They must have been in the alley for a while, but I hadn't seen them yet. Anyways, I'm able to make it home safe. I lock my doors, I go up into my room and look out the window, and I see them walking by, but not looking at my house or anything. So I'm glad I lost them. Anyways, I don't know what these guys wanted, but this scared the shit out of me, and I haven't been on a dating app ever since. I'm telling my story mainly to warn people, be careful on dating apps. You never know who you're talking to, and always trust your gut. If I hadn't been observant and trusted my gut, I might have had a few more beers, and at that point, anything could have happened. After taking several months for myself, coming out of a six-year relationship who I had been with throughout my high school years, I decided it was time to put myself out there and start casually dating. I was really unsure how to meet people and decided to create a profile on a free dating site. I created a profile, uploaded my personal interest and my photo. For a few weeks, I had no luck until I got a message. Hello gorgeous, how are you doing today? I see that we have a lot in common and would love to get to know you. After reading his message, I checked his profile and realized we did have a lot in common. At first, we started messaging back and forth for several days. We had so much in common and so much to learn about each other. We decided to exchange numbers and we text constantly throughout the day. I would get butterflies reading his messages as he was so smooth and had his way with his words. I thought to myself, this is too good to be true. Am I being catfished? Is he really who he says he is? Is he married? After a while, he would talk to me on the phone and we would even video chat so I at least knew the picture was him. He wanted to meet face to face, but even though we had some amazing conversations, I really wasn't ready to meet him in person yet. He kept bringing it up and pressuring me to meet up. Finally, I said okay, let's meet in the park. I figured since it was a crowded public place, what could go wrong? I remember the day like it was yesterday. The sky was clear and the sun was out. It was a beautiful day outside. I wore a romper with these sunflowers. I was sitting on the bench waiting for him to arrive. As I look up from my phone, I see him walking across the parking lot. He was gorgeous. He had beautiful dark brown slick back hair and bright blue eyes. After an awkward side hug, we sat down and talked. He sure knew how to make a girl feel special. It was a perfect day. We spent hours at the park hanging out and talking. It was starting to get late and chilly outside, and I said I would have to leave because I was getting cold and hungry. He quickly shouted, no. I was stunned at first, but didn't think too much of it. I said I was hungry and ready to go. He said, let's get something to eat then. I thought, um, sure, okay, why not? Let's drive separate since we have our own cars. I told him to follow me and that I'll take him to the best taco shop around. Pulling up to the taco shop, we decided to order our food and then go sit outside as it had a little fire pit and other heaters. As we were eating outside, it became very windy. We grabbed our food and sat in my car. I was eating a burrito and dropped some sauce on my shirt. I reached in the bag to grab a napkin only to realize that they didn't give us any. I told them that I would be right back and that I was going to get us napkins. As I was walking back to my car, I noticed he had his phone in his hand and was looking through my glove compartment. Hey, what are you doing? Uh, looking for a napkin. Not thinking anything suspicious, I said. Here, I told you I went to go get some. It was getting late and I had to work in the morning. We said our goodbyes and drove off. Pulling up to my house, I got a text from him saying, I had a good time tonight. I replied, me too. Good night. The next morning, I wake up to several texts on my phone. Do you want to hang out again? What are you wearing? Can I come and lay with you? Hello? Hello, are you there? Why are you not texting me back? I found this very strange and replied, Sorry, I passed out and my phone was on silent. 
I get up and start getting ready, and I hear my phone going off. I look at it. Hello, beautiful. I was running late, so I put my phone down and finished getting ready so I can leave for work. I got another message saying, Hope you're having a good day. I replied, thanks, you too. It was a busy work day with meetings and projects, and I had left my phone at my desk. Finally getting a break, I went to my desk and sat down. I got my phone out, and I kid you not, there were 30 messages. What are you doing? How's work going? Do you want to hang out after? I guess after getting no replies to his messages, he aggressively said, Hello? Why are you not texting me back? At this point, I knew something was off. I ignored him and continued working. It was a long day and getting late, with the text messages keep coming in. I replied, Sorry, busy work day. I had no free time. What's up with all these crazy text messages? Oh, I was just worried because you didn't answer. I told him that I was exhausted and going home, and was going straight to sleep, and that I would talk to him tomorrow and to have a good night. Laying in bed that night, I was thinking to myself, why was he starting to be so possessive? Yeah, we talked a lot, but it's been one date. That's not what I want for myself, nor did I need the drama. I had just started being myself again, and I was not going to let some crazy guy hold me down. So I decided I was going to break it off with him the next morning. Little did I know what was coming my way. I woke up the next morning only to find my phone having a gazillion missed calls, voicemails, and text messages. At this point, I was furious. I sent him a text saying that it's not going to work out. I'm sorry, but I can't be with someone who blows up my phone just because I didn't come to my phone at every given moment. Well, that was a mistake. The thing just got a whole lot worse for me. He called me immediately, but I ignored it. Calling back over and over again, I decided to turn my phone off so I could focus on my job. After several hours of my phone being off, I turned it back on, only to receive more messages. Why aren't you picking up? You can't run from me. I demand you speak to me. Talk to me. I am sorry. If you don't talk to me, I will go to your job. At this point, I started freaking out. I called my best friend, and she could hear it in my voice that something was wrong. Does he know where you work? No, I never told him where I worked. He just knows what I do for work. Does he know where you live? No, we met up in a park. She insisted I block his number, so I did just that. A few days go by and nothing. I finally start to relax and put it all behind me until one day after work. It was getting dark, but it still had enough light outside to see. I walk up to my car to get in, only to find a note attached to my windshield. I looked around, got in my car, and opened the note. It said, You can't ignore me forever. I quickly locked my doors and drove off. I didn't see anyone in plain sight. I thought to myself, was someone messing with me? As I drove home, frightened, I kept looking in my rearview mirrors to see if someone was following me. As I got to my apartment, I parked under my carport, which was wide open. I grabbed my purse and darted inside, locked the doors behind me, and closed the blinds. I was sitting in the dark waiting to see if I hear anything. What am I doing? Am I freaking myself out? I turned on the TV, trying to relax, and ended up falling asleep on my couch. I woke up to the sound of the doorknob jiggling at 2am. I sat up on my couch, thinking it was a dream. Then I hear three loud bangs. I jumped up terrified. Sitting there paralyzed, I couldn't move, as I was in shock. After sitting there for what felt like hours, but was probably only a few minutes, I got off the couch and looked through the peephole, but there was no one there. Scared out of my wits, I went back to my couch, kept the TV and lights on. The next morning, as I walked out of my door to leave for work, I noticed my door was unlocked. I stood in my doorway for minutes, thinking how did my door get unlocked? Did I forget to lock it? Did someone get in last night? Confused, I took my keys out and locked my door. As I drove off to work, I couldn't stop thinking about the door. As I arrived to work, I walked into my office and my phone was starting to go off with text messages from my unknown number. I missed you. It was so good to see you last night. I told you we would see each other again. Messages were still coming in, but this time, he sent photos. Photos of me sleeping on my couch. I literally let out a scream and dropped my phone. 
shaking, and with the help of my coworker, I dialed 911. As I waited for the police to arrive, I sat there horrified, wondering how he got in. How did I not hear the door open? Was I dead asleep? Was it because I left the TV on? Was he just that good at sneaking into homes? Why did I not have a dog? All these thoughts going through my head. Once they arrived, they took my statement, me giving them a detailed description of the guy. They asked if I had somewhere to stay that night. I said yes, I could stay at my friend's. They escorted me to my house so I could pick up a few things, then to my friend's house. I thanked the officers and walked inside. Sitting on my friend's couch, my friend and I discussed the scary situation, and I decided to take myself out of the situation. I changed my number, email, deleted the dating app, even broke my lease on the apartment. I decided to move into my parents' house until things calmed down. I never heard from the guy again. Oh, and that's the last time I ever tried online dating. Trigger warning before this story for brief sexual assault. I'm a 29-year-old non-binary person. I'm an autistic introvert and hate being touched. When this happened, I was 20. I grew up in a small town in southwest Ohio. I had just gotten back from my uncle's house in Oklahoma. I have horror stories about him too, but anyways. I was on meetme.com before it was myyearbook.com, and that was before Facebook but after MySpace. While I was lonely and just started surfing to see who caught my eye, I got a message from a dude on the meetup app. We hit it off online. It took me about a month before I actually decided to meet him. He messaged me one day and asked if we could meet. After I gave it a bit of thought, I agreed. My problem is that I didn't have a license or a car, so my only other option besides walking was taking my brother's bike. I went through my contacts and even asked my dad. All attempts were met with a no, even though I had $10 on me for gas. So, as I was on my way to his house, stupid, I know, I was about halfway there when I got the shock of my life. I was riding on one side of the main road going through town. I hit a sewer drain and somehow my front tire got lodged in the sewer grates and sent me flying over the handlebars. Luckily, there weren't any oncoming cars coming at the time, but the folks across the street and the passing drivers had a good laugh. I, however, did not. Well, he turned out to be a jerk because he had a car but refused to drive me home. When I offered gas money, suddenly his car had all these problems. Before I had left, I asked my friend to pick me up from his house when I called from his Wi-Fi. I was broke and I couldn't pay for phone service. Keep that in mind. It was time to call my friend. I called once, no answer. Called again, no answer. I called a third time and she finally answered, only to tell me that she was busy and I had to wait an hour before she could get me. I waited the entire hour, uncomfortable because of his behavior towards me and was trying to go somewhere I didn't want it to go. His behavior started getting more erratic and threatening. I said that, it's about time I head out soon, cause it's gonna get dark. He begged me to stay. I called the friend again, hoping that she would say that she's on her way, or that I'll be here soon, but no answer. So I just decided to start walking. I was devastated. I knew the walk was gonna be long and difficult, and I couldn't ride the bike. I decided that I would have to leave my brother's bike behind. Well, about 13 miles into my walk home, I checked my phone to see what time it was. It was 7.30. It was about to get dark. This black F-150 stops and asks me if I need a ride. He seemed nice, but I'm naive at times and miss red flags, even though they're smacking me right in the face. There were no other vehicles on the road at the time, so we sat there for a few minutes while I decided... When I finally agreed to get into his truck, I noticed a tire iron on the floorboard. This is important to the story. He was heavy set with short black hair, thin framed glasses, and a mustache. He wore a gray shirt with blue jeans and brown boots. He started with the typical questions like, What's your name? How old are you? Then he asked if I was single. 
I replied matter-of-factly that I was walking home from my then-boyfriend's house. We got about 4.5 miles from the place where my family lived. When he went on a rant on how women nowadays are too easy and will just fuck anybody with a dick. He reached over into my spaghetti strap shirt under my bra, grabbed my breast and started rubbing it. I froze. He stopped and went into my sweatpants. At this point, I'm trying to come up with a way to get away from this man and then remember the tire iron that was by my feet. I asked if I could please have a cigarette. He said yes, so I set my backpack down between my legs on the floorboards to make it look like I was going to look for a cigarette. The backpack was slightly on top of the tire iron. I grabbed it and said, if you don't stop this truck, I'll make us wreck. He still didn't stop driving. I was thoroughly pooping myself at this point. I swung my arm backwards and busted his back window out and screamed at him to stop the truck. He was screaming at me and cussing me out calling me all sorts of colorful terms. He slammed on the brakes and I hopped out of the truck and ran behind the truck to the left side of the road. Again, more stupidity. Where we stopped was a part of a national reserve that I happened to know quite well. You may be asking yourself, why didn't I run the other way? Well, on that side of the road was a bit of a fence and land and had a gate that was always locked. Anyways, I ran towards the woods that headed towards my family's house. I knew that if I didn't get home soon, that I was going to get lost in the dark woods. I was much bigger than I am now, and I was sweating heavily, so I needed a few breaks. My heart was pounding so hard, and it was hard for me to catch my breath. I swore that every little noise was him about to grab me. I made it home after an hour of trekking through the woods. I told my family what happened and they shrugged it off like normal. It made me feel very invalidated. My family has never been a source of comfort or safety. Just another reason why I don't trust anyone anymore. When I calmed down and cooled off, I decided to confront my so-called friend. I was looking in the parking lot for her van. She was home. I knocked on her door and confronted her and she finally came clean. She said that she was home the whole time. I told her what happened and she didn't care at all. I was really hurt and furious with everyone in my life at that point. I haven't talked to her since. To my so-called friend and the dirty old man, thank the gods, I'll never meet either of you ever again. I'm a 22-year-old female for context. While I was living at uni by myself, I messaged a man who had a PS2 for sale on Facebook. It was a really good price and looked to be in really good condition. I really should have known that it was too good to be true. Anyway, I messaged him about it and he says he would drop it off straight after work and says that he's working in a building site near where I live. All good, right? Except he keeps on saying he'll do me a solid and drop it right to my door, even though I repeatedly said I would meet him at a nearby park. He said, okay, fine. He wasn't happy about it, but whatever. I was getting a PS2 and buzzing about it. So a few hours go by and I walk up the hill to chill with my friend Adam, who's a bloke and the same age as me. I mentioned that I meet a man for a PS2 and Adam's like, you can't just meet a random dude at a car park. I'm also very petite. I guess if someone wanted to grab me, they could, which was Adam's thinking. I agreed to let Adam come with me, and actually it was a good idea. The man texted me again, asking if it was still good to meet up and what I was wearing. I thought to recognize me, so I told him what I'm wearing and what I look like, and then I mentioned that I would be with a stocky, dark-haired man with a beard. He stops replying and deletes his Facebook account. I never hear from him again. I can't help but to think that something dodgy was going to happen and my friend making me tell the guy I wouldn't be alone prevented it from happening. This happened a few years ago. I was traveling with my ex-boyfriend. We were in Nebraska, which as most of us know is all cornfields. For some reason, OnStar took us off the interstate, so we were on a back highway and came up to a four-way stop. 
we see a car that's seemingly broken down in the middle of it, which I found odd. So I said, don't stop. And he said, okay, but then stopped at the stop sign anyway. As soon as he stopped, three guys got out of the car. I told my ex, get the hell out of here. He quickly turned and started off speeding. As I looked in the mirror, I could see one of them holding out something at us. I'm unsure if it was a machete or a gun. More people started coming out of the corn near the car as well. Certainly, they were planning on tricking, ambushing, and killing someone. First time poster here. I've been spam reading stories on here for weeks now, and I'm obsessed with the subreddit. A post I read recently reminded me of something that happened to me and my buddy a while back. It's not as insane as some of the posts here, but it's definitely creepy as hell. So it starts when one of our friends gets a message from a match on Tinder. But instead of being interested in him, she tells him that she finds the other guy in her profile picture hot. My roommate at the time. We'll call him Dave. So he reaches out to Dave, cause why not? Happy to hook a buddy up. We all thought this was a hilarious way to meet someone. So it all plays out as some Tinder dates are expected. They meet up, go for a drink, end up back at his place. I remember him telling me that she was a little weird, but nothing too ridiculous not to hook up with. So they start making out, and then things got weird. She started getting aggressive, and demanded that he aggressively squeeze her breasts as hard as he can. He was weirded out by this, but went for it anyways. But it was never enough for her. She wanted him to squeeze it so hard that it would hurt her, and started getting mad at him for not doing it hard enough. Anyways, he tried even though it was super uncomfortable, and eventually called it off, and the hookup just ended there. She wasn't happy about it, but she didn't do anything too crazy after that. So that was supposed to be that. He told her that he wasn't interested in seeing her again. She didn't get super stalkery, but she did send him a bunch of messages after that, pretty much indicating that she's not getting the picture. So he blocked her, and we didn't hear from her for weeks. We looked at this as just a weird hookup story, and that was that. Except the weirdest and creepiest part came from there, and somehow it ended up involving me. I'm in my room and matched with a girl on Tinder. When I first matched with her, something felt weird. It just felt like I recognized her. No, at this point I only saw a few pictures of her when Dave met her the first time. So immediately, her messages were very sexually aggressive, and because of this, my warning bells are going off, and I'm not really biting. Like she went straight into saying that she wanted to meet and bone instead of a date. And then she messaged me asking if my address was. And it was my address. So I'm fucking tripping out. I have no idea how to respond and am completely creeped out that this woman knows where I live. But then I kind of realize who she is and send a few screenshots to Dave. He confirms it's her and we have a what the fuck moment before I block her and don't even respond. A bit anticlimactic, but it ended there. Didn't blow up to a full-on stalker or murderer or anything. I'm not sure if she was trying to get to me or if she was trying to get to him through another one of his friends, but it was one of the creepier encounters I've had. Reading these stories makes me look back on that one with a different perspective instead of just a funny story. Like she had the making of a full stalker material, or was she dangerous? Glad we didn't find out. Tonight, while eating at a 24-hour IHOP late at night, 1am, I was seated with my dad beside a big window. Out of the corner of my eye, I see a kid, about high school aged, or maybe college like me, at the oldest. He was making a super creepy face. It was a split second glance, but I think he had his eyes rolled back or something to scare me. Then as soon as I looked over and did a double take, cause of the creepy face he made, he holds up his phone with the screen facing me and does a weird shuffling quickly up to the window as if trying to show me something on his phone. 
I realize as he gets close that the screen shows Snapchat with the front camera on. So since the screen was facing me, I saw myself on the phone screen and he snaps a picture of me, which I could see as the front of the screen was facing me. And then he runs in a weird shuffling run. I know it's just some silly teenager crap, but it's mildly unsettling and I felt creeped out for the rest of my meal. I even debated on running outside to find him and splash him with a water bottle on his face or something just for being such a creep. But obviously that would be overkill and he seemed to disappear anyways. Is this some sort of TikTok challenge or something that I don't know about? Is making creepy faces at someone and then taking a weird front face picture of them a thing? I know it's harmless, but it sure was disturbing in the moment. So this happened like a decade ago. I can't remember her name or how we met. My first memory is sitting with her late at night in a noisy pub on a first date. The waitress had taken our drink order, so we were talking about this and that, and the conversation happens to be on funny video clips. So I show her a funny clip on my phone, she giggles, and then proceeds to show me one. So I take her phone, and it's a clip of a man getting his head chopped off by a religious extremist. This feeling of horror, sorrow, and total emptiness comes over me like a void, like a vast body of dark waters. There's nothing to say, nothing to do. Nobody come back, nowhere to go from here, because it's seen and can never be unseen, and I wasn't given a choice in the matter. I just stare at her phone until it locks and the light goes off. I look up at her, and she's just sitting there, taking in my reaction, smiling. There was no second date. I just need to type the story out because it is still so unbelievably so real to me that I can't even believe it's real. Not sure if this is the right sub to be posting this, but hopefully it applies. So last fall, I started using dating apps seriously because I really wanted to branch out and meet new guys. I moved home after I graduated in May, which was still in the pretty early stages of COVID, so I was lonely. I had only ever used Tinder, so my friend told me that I should try Bumble, and at first, it was fun. I matched with a few guys, and they were nice, but the convos kind of died off after a while. I didn't really form a real connection with anyone on there. One of the guys I matched with asked for my Snapchat, which I gave him so we could talk on there, and we followed each other on Instagram. That kind of stuff is harmless to me, and I didn't really think much of it. Our convos didn't last long, and we stopped talking after just a few days. He was a little strange, and I was turned off by it. Fast forward a couple months, and I get a message from him on Instagram. He told me that he unfollowed me because of my support for Joe Biden during the election, and then proceeded to spam me with over 40 messages, trying to convince me to change my views and vote for Trump. I'm a very liberal person, and if I would have known he was like this, I would have never spoken to him. He kept telling me how people have blocked him before for doing this and to please understand where he's coming from. His last few messages were memes to ease the tension on the one-sided convo. He and I never talked long enough for him to feel comfortable messaging me like that. I didn't respond. I didn't even block him. I opened the messages so he could see that I saw them and then unfollowed him. The next morning I got a notification telling me, this message has been unsent by the sender for every single message. Of course, I screen recorded it and sent it to my friend to tell her what happened because it was creepy and bizarre. It was over after that though, and the topic of this guy didn't come up again, so I moved on. A few weeks ago, I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw a post by a local news station that was shared from the town that this guy was from in my state that's about an hour away from me. It was a news article about a guy who shot and killed an 87-year-old woman who lived in his apartment complex with a semi-automatic rifle. He was trying to get other residents out of their apartment until he was shot and killed as well by a resident in order to protect the others who lived there. As I was reading about this guy, the guy's name and face seemed so familiar, and then it clicked. It was the same guy. I went back to the screen recording of the messages I took a few months ago and they confirmed it was him. 
I'm not sure how to describe what my response was, but I got really sweaty and my heart was racing when I made the realization. It's extremely disturbing to know that I spoke to this man and even had a weird experience with him. It's been a few weeks since I found out and I still feel weird about it. I was just reading about it today since more details have been reported since the initial shooting. Sometimes I think about the what ifs. Like what if I responded to the messages the way I wanted to and called him a creep and a weirdo and pissed him off to the point of violence and he tried to harm me. God, I hope the woman he unfairly murdered is resting in eternal peace. Thank you for reading. If you made it this far, be wary of people on dating apps. So, I'm 23 and live in California. Last year I decided to use Tinder for the first time. I had previously used Hot or Not and Plenty of Fish, but mostly just got bots and scammers, so I already wasn't very big on online dating. However, I was feeling bored on a Friday afternoon, so I decided to install Tinder and just see what happened. After creating an account, I began swiping people and it wasn't more than a half hour later after I got off the app that I was matched with someone. For a little context, I'm what you call bisexual, and I matched with a 25-year-old dude named Aiden. Aiden was what I would call attractive, and he had similar interests in gaming and coding. I decided to go ahead and send him a message, but before I could even send one, he sent me a message. The message read, Hey, saw you new on Tinder, and thought I'd reach out to say hi. I said hi back, and the two of us began talking about our love of video games, movies, and coding. He told me that he was a full-time coder and makes a salary only working four hours a day. He asked me if I would be down to chill with him sometime. I then offered to have him over at my house because I was alone and he lived with his parents. He seemed very excited all of a sudden and said that he would love to come over. We agreed on him coming over in an hour so that I could tidy up my room and get my PC ready for gaming. After about an hour or so, I sent him my address and he said that he was on his way. Now normally, I wouldn't have invited someone to my house that I'd never met before, but this guy seemed harmless and he was attractive, so I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. I heard a knock on my front door and looked out the peephole and saw it was Aiden. He had a little bottle of red wine in his hand and a smile across his face. We hadn't discussed drinking wine together, but I did in fact like red wine and the brand that he had with him happened to be my favorite brand. I opened the door and greeted him. I told him that that wine was my favorite and asked him if he was a mind reader. He laughed it off and said I'd just strike him as a red wine guy. I asked him how he planned on getting home if he ended up drinking too much and he said that he Ubered to my house. We ended up having a couple glasses of wine on my back patio and just talked about life, work, and shared our coming out stories. After the wine, we went inside to play on the PC and had a blast. After the gaming, he showed me his laptop, which he had brought with him to show me his work. Eventually, I had to use the restroom, so I excused myself to pee. I then heard him approach the bathroom door, turn the knob, because I didn't lock the door behind me, he just came right in completely unannounced and without warning and just started grinding me from behind while forcefully grasping my shoulders. I shoved him off of me and just kind of jokingly said, that's a bit intrusive. And he just smiled at me and said, I just wanted to see how you would react. I left the bathroom and walked into the kitchen with him walking right behind me. I asked him if he wanted more wine or maybe some water. But before I could grab the water bottles from the fridge, this dude pushed himself against me and groped my private parts while smiling at me super creepily. This time, I was completely taken aback. I shoved him off of me forcefully and yelled at him. I told him that we just met and I didn't think it was the right time to just jump into something sexual. He said that I was just a waste of time and that I had no idea what I was doing and I gave gays a bad name, then said I was being homophobic. I told him that if I was homophobic that I would not be hanging out with him and talking the way we were and that I found him attractive but he was crossing major boundaries. He just laughed and said, in the gay community there are no boundaries. And then just like that he said he had to go. 
Thank God, I thought to myself. I walked him to the front door, and he walked out without saying goodbye or anything. I didn't think anything else of it, and decided I needed to take a shower. I got into the shower, and after about 15 minutes into the shower, I kept hearing a tink, tink sound coming from the other end of the door. I peek out through the sliding glass door of the shower and look down towards the bottom of the door. To my shock, I see Aiden holding a freaking spoon to the bottom of the door, looking in at me while I was showering. I can only see this because of how high off the floor the door sat. Not knowing what to do, I just pretended I didn't notice and slowly turned the shower off. I got out, wrapped a towel around my waist, and prepared to confront him by yanking the door open. Before I could do that, I heard him snap a picture on his phone. I flung the bathroom door open, and he flew down the hall, out my front door. I saw him getting into a white Honda Civic and drive away. He had lied to me about taking an Uber for some reason. I have no idea what the hell he took a picture of, or why he took it in the first place, but I can imagine it wasn't for anything good. I immediately blocked him on Tinder, and was paranoid that he would return. So that's my story of a tinder creep who groped me in my own house. Edit. I did lock the door after the first time. I think he got through my back sliding glass door. I met two girls from tinder that I have no intention of ever seeing again. This takes place around the same time tinder came out as an android app and I was kind of excited to give it a try. Those were the better days though. When I met this girl named Kaylee on the app, she was very quirky and outspoken. I liked that about her, but she had something about her. I couldn't put my finger on it, but I was always on the app talking to her. I would shut myself up in the room and just talk to her for hours. When Kaylee decided she wanted to meet up, I was excited and told her I loved to. I met her in the park in the middle of downtown and we hung out and walked around the area just talking and bullshitting. We became friends and soon after were dating. It took a few weeks to feel each other out and get the relationship going, but shortly after that she had to move a little ways away. I told her I would come see her all the time and she told me that she'll hold me to it. I never thought she could have done what she did to me, but this is how things had to be I guess. When she got settled in, I came over and we spent the night together. I did this for a little while here and there, and we were even talking about later moving in to some place together. I liked her idea to do so. It was such a great feeling that wouldn't ultimately last for too long. Kaylee started getting distant from me a bit after that. She declined for me to come over on days that we had planned to, and said she had got herself a job somewhere. I'd been to the place she said she worked, and I knew she was lying. I wasn't trying to catch her in a lie, I just ate there sometimes, and have so before we even met. I called her one night when I got off of work to tell her I had got her something, and heard her phone pick up and hang up. I figured it was a glitch of some sort and called again. A guy with a rough voice answered the phone and told me to stop calling. I got on the Tinder app to message her to see if her number had been shut off, but she never answered. Confused, I went over to her house to see what was going on, and she answered telling me to go home and that we would see each other later. She told me that I had called the wrong number, though I knew it was a lie. Come to find out, the guy that answered the phone was someone she was cheating on me with, and she never told me that she wanted to end the relationship. I sent her one last text that I was officially ending our relationship and deleting her number. She replied with so many messages begging me not to, which I ignored. She cheated on me and lied about it. I wasn't going to stick around with someone that was going to do that to me. So later, I got back on Tinder to find someone else, after I finally had gotten over her and the hurt. I found a girl named Sam who was kind of on the quiet side, but she was nice. Long story short, we talked, met, and ended up together. Weeks and weeks went by, and I noticed all she wanted to do was go to the bar. Every night to her was ladies' night, and I would just be the third wheel. If I spoke up about wanting to do anything else, she'd hit me and belittle me. 
Sam might have been on the quiet side, but when she had a few drinks in her, she would turn into a loud and obnoxious person and didn't even consider my feelings or anything I wanted to do. I was in a relationship with her, yes, and I did love her, but she had a problem. She would always tell me to be a man when I tried to talk to her about anything, and I finally figured out what her issue was after she backed me into the corner one night. She was a major alcoholic and had no self-control when she would drink. I'd drink with her and all that, so at least she couldn't get me on that, but the abuse was too much to handle. The last straw that broke wasn't with the alcohol problem, but with a drug problem she started. She liked to take pills. The cops knocked on my door one day, asking if she lived at my house. She had told the police that she lived there, and they wanted to search my house for drugs. I had to keep telling them that she didn't live at my house, and gave them her address because I was done with her at that point. I had been lied to before, and that hurt bad enough. But to lie to the police and try to get me involved in her drug adventures, I was not going to take. So I broke up with her and felt like a weight had been lifted off of me. I've since found someone on Tinder that isn't crazy and isn't a cheater. She's been my girlfriend for a long time now and I don't see an end in sight since we work well with each other. Kaylee ended up getting pregnant with a guy she cheated on me with and he left her for someone without kids. Sam is a pill head now and she's gotten into the jail loop. I'm glad I didn't stick around with those girls and watch them ruin their lives. I just got told on Facebook about it. Everyone knows each other. Smaller towns are like that. So my fiance and I have been on the lookout for a kitten to accompany our three-year-old kitten we have already. We searched and searched until one day he said to me, let's look on Craigslist. So I did. We found the perfect one, but the only problem was it was two and a half hours away from my home. I inquired about it around 10.30 p.m. I know it was late, but almost immediately I got a response. She sounded very nice over text and asked to see where I lived so she would feel more settled about the kitten living with us. She also insisted on going to their house. I know, I should have dropped it. At the time, I thought nothing of it, so I sent them a video. We set up time the next day to meet. Next day came. I wasn't going to take my fiance, but he insisted on coming with me because he wanted to protect me just in case, since Craigslist is sketchy. So we drove 2 hours and 30 minutes on our way there. As we were on our way, I was texting the girl, telling her that we would get there on time, and she responded with, Great, see you then. We arrived to the home, me in the driver's seat and my fiance in the passenger seat, with the window down. I texted the girl and I got no response. I called. No response. I ended up calling five times and texting in the course of an hour and no response. I went up to the house and was knocking on the door. Nothing. There was a car in the driveway but no response from the number or at the door. We got there around 6.30 and waited there until almost 8. Nothing. The neighbor came out asking what was wrong. I sent him there since I inquired about a kitten, and she said, A kitten? Yes, it was an ad on Craigslist. She said, No one has kittens in this home, though. I showed her the ad, and she said, Oh, I know them. They are very sketchy people, and they don't own any cats. I just helped them move their furniture yesterday. Well, the ad said that they had to get rid of their kittens, since their new place doesn't allow pets. And the neighbor replied with, That's impossible. I have a dog, and so does the next door over. I immediately found this creepy, and I was feeling anxious. I thanked her, and left along with my fiancé. Literally immediately when we pulled out of the street, I got a text from the girl saying, I just got your messages. Something must be wrong with my phone. Did you still need a kitten, or no? I didn't answer, and we just headed back home. What I don't understand is, they didn't get any money from me, but they asked me to show up not knowing that I'd be with my fiancé. I have a bad feeling about this. What did they want from me? I'm a female, 
When I was 19, I was looking for a room to rent in the city I was moving to for college. It was about an hour away from my family. I wasn't having much luck and my mom started helping me look for a place. She found an ad on Craigslist for a room to rent, which was in a house, everything included. The homeowner was a man and he rented the additional rooms to other women while he lived in the finished basement. The ad stated that he rarely ever saw the other roommates because he had a kitchen and his own entrance downstairs and that he preferred women because he's had issues with men roommates in the past, partying and causing damage. We decided to take a look since it was the cheapest that we could find in the area. My mom and I went to the house to view it. Decent home, decent neighborhood. He opened the door and was very welcoming. He was middle aged and the kitchen and living room were furnished nicely and clean. My mom likes to talk and get to know people, so they engaged in conversation while I stood there quietly and observed the place. He then said he would show me my room. We had to the staircase to go up, as I thought, since he said on the phone that my room would be upstairs with the other roommates. But he opens another door and we follow. He takes us down to the basement and opens the doorway to a very small room. No closet, no windows. He proceeds to say that this is my room and I would be sharing a bathroom in the hallway with him, and that his bathroom did not have a door on it. I was definitely thinking absolutely not, and that this is weird, but they were so deep in conversation that I couldn't interject. He then leads us upstairs and shows us the other rooms, which the doors were open, and says that they're currently rented. He starts telling us elaborate stories about the other women, not very nice stories, describing drinking problems. My mom was listening intently, but I took the time to investigate further. I looked in all three of the rooms and bedrooms. There was furniture, but not a single item in there looked like it belonged to a woman. No clothes or anything, only men's clothes in one of the closets. He had no problem with me creeping around the tenant's rooms without their permission. I then heard him tell my mom that he has some of his stuff in their closets, but they don't mind. And I'm just like, hmm, why the hell would a tenant pay for you to use their space as a storage? I was feeling really uncomfortable and started moving them back downstairs as they talked. My mom had mentioned when we arrived that her and my dad were going on vacation next week, but I couldn't because I had to work. He brought it up again and that I should come over next week and have dinner with him and the roomies. That way we could see if we all get along. I said sure and we left. As soon as we get in the car, I told my mom I would definitely not be moving there. She looked dumbfounded. I had to explain to her that not only did he lie about the room I would be in, and that I was not supposed to be in the basement with him, as well as share a bathroom with him that didn't even have a damn door, but she also didn't notice that no one else lived there. She still didn't get it and thought I was just being paranoid. She legitly thought he was nice and it was a cheap deal. I had to explain it to my stepdad and had to get him to tell her that by no means would I be living there. I tried to report the post but by the time we got home that day he had removed it. I think he planned on murdering me at this dinner or abducting me and holding me hostage in that basement room with no way to escape. Edit. Some details have been coming back to me since I've been answering all of your questions. This happened in 2001, so it's been quite a while. When he took us upstairs, there was a wide landing that was surrounded by the rooms. He started this long, intricate story about the women who lived there and talking about her alcoholism and a crazy ex. He was very exaggerated in how he talked with a lot of gestures. My mom stood there and listened to him. I don't know if it was sheer distraction or she didn't want to be rude by not listening. But either way, I don't recall her ever having a good look around those rooms. I went and looked. All the doors were open, had neatly made beds with dark wood frames, with a nightstand and a mirror. There were sliding mirror closets and they were empty, except for the one that had the male clothes hanging in it. Nothing was on the nightstand other than the lamp. I went into the bathrooms and there was nothing on the vanity, or in the vanity, other than some soap. I looked in the showers too, but nothing other than a bar of soap. The bedroom on the left had an empty suitcase laying open on the middle of the bed. This was one of the rooms with the empty closet. 
After seeing all this, I came back onto the landing and started slowly heading downstairs. They were still talking and absentmindedly followed me down to the living room. That's when he mentioned the dinner and we left shortly after. I think that's why my mom didn't notice a lot and didn't believe me at first. She didn't take more than a quick glance upstairs and when we were in the basement, he was just as talkative. A commenter who works for law enforcement pointed out that this was probably a sex trafficking situation. The bedroom in the basement is where the victim is kept, drugged and abused until they're broken, and then trafficked. I honestly think this is more plausible with the situation, as well as this city is actually a hotspot for that. I'm so grateful we got out of there, and hope my experience can help someone one day notice the details and get out of the situation safely. Stay safe and bless people. There is this guy named David who inboxed me on Facebook one day and we started chatting throughout the week. He was being flirtatious with me at first, but I shut that down and let him know that he wasn't getting anything of that nature. Within the same week, he was asking to meet up once he found out that we stayed not too far from each other. And this became a consistent thing. I dodged the question every time he asked. Throughout texting for like six months, he told me about his life trauma and past relationships. And one day, he stopped getting on Facebook for a while. Then he popped back up, texting me from a different phone number, saying that he was in jail. But he never told me why. He told me that he was going to change his life around for his kids and stop being a bad boy. We text throughout that month like usual, but then kind of fell off as he went ghost on Facebook. I later found out that he was back in jail. One day, I decided to look up his mugshot and he had several charges going back to 2013, which included a couple of burglary charges and pretty much everything but murder. Be careful who you meet online whether you're dating or it's just a friendship. A few years ago, I moved with my family right before I started college. Unfortunately, it was kind of far away from the university I had been accepted to, so I had been trying to find a place to rent that was closer to my university. My dad helped me and showed me an ad on Craigslist. There was a nice looking house for rent and it was close to my university. I decided to set up a meeting and go check out the place. I showed up in the afternoon and unfortunately I was alone. My dad said I was an adult and a big guy so I shouldn't have to worry about meeting this person. This older guy greeted me and then goes, you have to follow me to the house that's for rent. I was confused and said, your dad said that this was the house for rent. Why do I have to go somewhere else? He replied with, this is my house, I'll take you to the one that's for rent. I'm a little concerned at this point and followed him to the other place. I figured if things didn't look right, I'll just leave. We get there and I noticed the house looks bad and it looked like there were people in it. I didn't see any other cars around, so this seemed odd. He looks at me and says, don't you want to go check it out? I said, I don't know, this isn't what was in your ad, and it looks like other people are in there. He tells me that other people are checking it out, and I could join them. Something just felt weird about the whole thing, and I told him I wasn't interested anymore. This place looked in bad shape from the outside, and appeared to have people in the house. When he asked why I wasn't interested, I told him that it was too far of a drive for school and work. He got mad at me, and accused me of wasting his time. I replied with, I'm not the one that's advertising a house and then telling a person that it's not the one for rent. He began to glance nervously towards the house and asked if I was sure I didn't want to check it out. I told him no one left. He never contacted me again, thankfully. I'm not sure what his intentions were, but something just felt wrong. Maybe he was just trying to show me the house, but I didn't like how he lied about the house to begin with and that there are people inside the house. I'm not sure what was going on there, but I didn't really want to find out. I also didn't like how he kept looking at the house when he was asking me if I was sure I didn't want to check it out. It seemed so bizarre how he went from being mad at me to getting kind of desperate for me to go inside. 
I have no idea where to post this, but I wanted to share what just happened. I tried FaceTiming with my best friend, and someone answered it, but it wasn't my friend. I hadn't realized it wasn't her, so I stayed on the call as the camera was facing up the wall and ceiling. The person on the other end didn't say anything, so I began talking. That's when I noticed the purple wall. I had never seen a purple wall at her house. Suddenly the camera flipped and they hung up. I was freaked out because it wasn't something that my friend would do since she doesn't answer calls unless she can stay on and talk with them. Confused, I text her asking if I called her since I thought I could have called a wrong number. She said she didn't answer any call. Then I sent her a screenshot of my recent calls and then when she checked, it did show that she answered a FaceTime at the same time. Moments later, I called her again through the message app and she answered. I asked her if she painted her walls purple, but she had no idea what I was talking about. That's when I explained everything to her and we all started freaking out. Update. Luckily, with the help of the comments, we figured out what happened. Once we checked the call information from her phone, it said that the FaceTime was answered by another device. She checked her Apple ID info and saw that another device was logged in that she didn't know. Quickly, she changed her password and seconds later, she got a notification that someone in a different state was trying to log into her account. Still creepy to think that this person had access to everything in her iCloud information for who knows how long.